Welcome to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen following the journey of the players chasing their dreams in the Phillies farm system. Jeff, how are we doing in the Phillies farm system this week? The Phillies farm system spent a bunch of time on the road, so... Picking up some frequent flyer miles. Yeah, I had to get my fix, so I actually decided to go off the farm to another farm. You went to Wilmington, didn't you? I did. You? It, was, it was a great time. Tell me about that. You, you go around to a lot of different stadiums, and you've seen the stadiums in the Phillies farm system, all with unique character. Tell me about other stadiums. Well, Wilmington Stadium actually actually is in an area outside the city. It's down by the waterfront, and it's really built up. It's an old stadium, though. Uh, it's got a lot of character, and it's the Royals farm system. So it's actually a lot of fun to go down and see Royals prospects. What was the game like? Did you did you see a good game there on Sunday? Yeah, they had one of their their top prospects was pitching, so it was it was a good game to see. You just love your baseball. Mm -hmm. you, you can't get enough. I got a chuckle out of that when it was like, oh, there's no games in the Philly system on Sunday. What am I do? <laughs> Go find another game to see. You have to go get the fix. You, you you do. You need your fix. Oh, yeah. You you are a baseball fix guy. Farthest minor league team that I've ever seen? What are they? Vancouver. Really? Yep. The only Canadian minor league baseball team. Why am I not surprised that you saw them play? It's active. Believe it or not, it's a great stadium. It's right by... It's in this neighborhood, but they've got, they have woods behind it. And it's this old stadium with like amazing character. And it's the Blue Jays uh, single A team. Look at you. Yeah. All right. That's your uh, tour around minor league baseball stadiums. Now let's week. go back to the Phillies farm. Let's go to the Phillies farm system. Yes. Tell me what happened in Lehigh Valley this week. Kind of up and down a little bit with the team? Uh, uh, people are moving around. Uh, the Iron Pigs are currently now in second place, I hate to say. After last night, uh, they were in first place and lost to what was the second place team and is now the first place team, the Syracuse Mets. Uh, the Iron Pigs the have fighting lost. fighting Tim Tebow's. Yeah, he, he's only played in two, uh, one of the three games so far. I'm not sure why. Well, he pinch hit in the first game. He right. one at bat, and then he played the second. Mm -hmm. He didn't play the third. Yeah, I'm not sure why he hasn't played all three games, but... Oh, well, he draws he's a not crowd. our problem, right? No, he draws a crowd, though. People yes, come to see him. Uh -huh. and media definitely come to see him. Uh, tell me a little bit about how the team's playing and what's going on with some of the players. And then let's talk about Kyle Doey after that. So, so at the beginning of the season, we talked about the Iron Pigs being probably the top uh, rotation in minor league baseball. Unfortunately, you don't play games on paper. Right now, the majority of the staff has been struggling. De Los Santos is now up with the Phillies. Uh, Ranger Suarez has done okay. JoJo struggled a little bit. Um, Cole's played well. Cole has played well, but Drew Anderson has not. So Cole, so far, he's he's just solid. He's just a steady guy in that rotation. 29 innings pitched, 18 strikeouts, 1.82 whip. I mean, that that's pretty good. 1.82 ERA. 1.25 whip. So uh, don't sell him short. I would never do that. Yeah. So he he's had a solid season. I still think his time is about to come. Um, he's about to start getting that shot. Now, the problem with the Iron Pigs now is because of the injuries to the Phillies, the middle infielders are the ones that are moving up and having to fill those slots. So now what do the Iron Pigs do? So the Iron Pigs are having to pull from Redding. The one guy they pulled from Redding is Ali Castile. The 
problem is he's a 30-year-old. So if you think he's a prospect, he's really not a prospect. He's a guy that's kind of bounced around in the minor leagues. He did really well at double-A, but when you're 30 years old, you better do well at double-A or either way you're out of the league. Um, but he was batting 373 at Reading, so he deserves a shot. He definitely deserved his shot. Somebody else who, who got their shot, we talked about it on last week's show right before it happened, is Kyle Doey. We're Kreskin, aren't we? Well, for I, us. Well, I, I wish I, you I don't know. I, does anybody know who Kreskin is anymore? I, but oh well. We do, um, <laughs> but not not well. I wish that we would have predicted that he pitched better, though, in his time coming up so far, Jeff. You know, I will tell you, last year Kyle um, struggled after he moved up a level. It takes him a little time to adjust. So what I would say is I hope that the, the Phillies give him a shot to kind of see if he can settle down at AAA. It's a different level. You're dealing with a lot of guys that have played in the major leagues. So you can't stick with a, a routine of what pitchers you're, you're going to throw. You're going to have to think more. And he's going to have to show that he can do that. Um, tell me about Jan Hernandez because he had a setback. Uh, and I, don't, I don't know what to tell you other than he's out four to six weeks. And, you know, he was having a really good season. He was on the cusp of being the next guy if there was, you know, you hope there's no more injuries with the Phillies, but you wonder if he was going to be the next guy. Because in my mind, Dylan Cousins has gotten his opportunity, and he just can't pull it off. He is not disciplined enough at the plate, at least right now. And he's had this problem through the minors. But I'm just going to give you two numbers, and then you tell me. 69 and 38. 69 at bats, 38 strikeouts. For Dylan Cousins. I'm not a math whiz. It's not a good ratio. But it's over 50%, I believe. You yeah. cannot strike out over 50% of the time that you're up in the minors. Yeah, that that's uh, not going to get you continue to be called up. Mm -hmm. Let's leave Lehigh Valley there and head down to Lakewood. They're off to a struggling start early this season. Well, their biggest bright spot's gone. Uh, yeah, okay, so you tell me that. You have watched this. Is it normal for a guy to move up that quickly? I mean, I know there's movement in the system, but Alec Bohm is one of your top prospects from being drafted so high. All of a sudden, he By gets MLB off to a pipeline. He was the number one prospect. Gets off to a hot yeah. start, and now he is out of Lakewood. Uh, it's not that common to move up after 20 games or so, uh, but they felt that he was somebody that deserved the shot, and they thought that he could handle the, you know, going to the next level. So here he is. Uh, I mean, we can get to him in a minute, but as far as he goes, he's two for four. It's a very small sample size, obviously, but they think he can handle the next level, and we'll see. Well, he's going to get his chance now that he's moved up. Uh, tell me about uh, Raphael Marchand and who else is there, how they're playing a little bit right now well from the hitters perspective the only guy who's really hitting well is Raphael Marchand who's their one of their stud catchers in the minor leagues he's batting 310 the one that concerns me but again he's so young uh is their shortstop sensation Luis Garcia who's struggling he's only batting 184 he's really young he's though. one of the youngest players in single a so give him time to adjust it, it sometimes it takes people longer than it takes other people but that's the way you got the do bright it. spots are on the mound for Lakewood clearly and, and in the bullpen especially Tyler Carr eight games 0.84 ERA 10 innings pitch 10 strikeouts Kevin Gowdy we talked about last week continues to do well another guy out of the bullpen Ethan Ivanko nine games 2.13 ERA 12.2 innings pitch tell me about Pipkin strikeout. so Pipkin was the interesting guy that they drafted last year who was a 
a, a fielder as well as a pitcher, and they converted him, or not converted him, but they, they put him dedicated just to pitching. And he struggled the first few times out. They moved him to the bullpen, and the other night, uh, he came in in relief, and he pitched four innings, gave up no hits, no runs, one walk, four strikeouts. And, you know, sometimes with these guys, it's it, it, it takes the pressure off them not to think about it too much before the game. And, again, he's a young guy. He came out of high school. So give him some time. But the guy that I'm really impressed with is Ethan Lindau. Ethan uh, has pitched six games. He's 1-1, one 2.96 one, uh, ERA, 24 innings pitched, and 28 strikeouts. Let's go to Clearwater real fast before we have our interview with Connor Siebold. Uh, They're out of the cellar. T- tell me what's going on. They got some bright spots going on there. Yeah, well, Alec Baum, obviously. Matt Veerling, who we talked to a couple times last year, just continues to hit. I mean, he just has one of those swings that's so impressive to watch. He's batting 348, and he's leading, tied for the lead in home runs with three, along with Madison Sp- Stokes, who we spoke to during spring training. He just continues to hit, too. He's batting around 300 most of the season. He's 298 right now. Spencer Howard still a bright spot on the mound there. Yeah, yawn, yawn. He just continues to do great, he right? Just, just as a but, but his, good. but his, but his rotation mate, Damon, Damon Jones, five games started, .77 ERA, 1.16 WHIP, 23 three innings pitch, 36 strikeouts. Look, this is what you want to see with the pitchers throughout the system yeah. performing well. And we talk about a pitcher in the system playing well. We had an interview in spring training with Connor Siebel. We got to sit down with him and talk about everything. Thing. Why don't we go to that, and then we'll talk about him at Reading when we get Sounds back. Sounds good. So we're here with Connor Seabolt. Connor, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. Last time we saw you, you were uh, just up from uh, Clearwater to Reading. Uh, now you're down here uh, getting some sun. Uh, what's this in, yeah, what's this experience been like? Um, I mean, it's always good to just get back into it. I mean, spring training, it's long, it's tough, but I mean... It really just means it's the beginning of baseball, and that's what we've all been waiting for, right? How exciting is that for you? It's really exciting, and I mean, like I said, it's 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 a long month, but at the same time, it's like you get closer and closer to the real deal, and it's it's fun. How long have you guys been here? I mean, for for us, we're we're used to hearing that you guys come down sometime in February, but a lot of you you guys just come down earlier and start getting ready, right? Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, I got here. I think I got here like two or three days before the pitchers report this year, um, just to kind of get my bearings and everything. But like, there's guys who who get here in like January. I know they do like a co-ed program here too, so like certain guys do that and uh, get to be down here for like a, a month and a half before spring training even starts. So, I mean, to the guys that do that, I, I tip my cap to them. All right, <laughs> question: How's the food in there? Food's not bad. Yeah. It's it's actually this year it's been pretty decent. There you go. Yeah. So Jeff I, asked the hard hitting questions. Yeah. Well, well, no. If you remember last year, there was the big story in Philadelphia that that, that Gabe was going to be removing like all of the sweets, the, the sweets from from. Well, yeah. They they all gone. They they kind of neutered the uh, the menu a little bit <laughs> as far as uh, like the like really tasty stuff. But <laughs> I mean, there's still some good stuff in there. We should have had donuts out on the table. I'm sure yeah. that Gabe would not have appreciated yes. if we came to spring training with donuts yeah, for, no. for our listeners who who haven't gotten to, to know you before you were a third round pick in 2017 for the Phillies where were you when you found out and what, what was that like for you so uh, actually we were about to start practice so we, we had just uh, at Fullerton we had just made uh, 
made the College World Series. We just won our uh, Super Regional, so we were preparing to go out. I think it was like the day before we left there, and our coach had practice, like during the draft, like <laughs> the very beginning of the draft. So like, I'm sitting there, and a bunch of my other teammates are sitting there, like thinking, well, we're gonna be like practicing when we get like when they we get a call. So what's what's the deal gonna be like? Are we gonna just kind of just wait and see, or are we gonna be able to like get a notification? Hey, come here. We're gonna let you know if you get drafted or something. <laughs> so. Maybe you get to leave practice early. Yeah, that wasn't the case. <laughs> so, luckily, um, I ended up getting the call before we started, and so I got to, I got to get my congratulations from my teammates and everything. It was super cool. Um, one of my buddy Scott Hurst actually went like I think like eight or nine picks after me, and so that was pretty cool too because we kind of celebrated. What team is he on? He's with the Cardinals. Okay. Um, and so we kind of got to celebrate in that moment together, and that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean that that day I uh, got done with practice. I, I came back. My phone had like 500 <laughs> something text messages on it. I was getting blown up. Um, but it, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's so cool seeing that and being part of that and just having that happen to you. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a once in a lifetime experience. You're a West Coast guy, as Kyle Young pointed out beforehand. What's it like now to have spent the last three years or so, or two years, on the East Coast? Um, you get a little homesick. I mean, like it, it like Florida is kind of easy because it's a little bit of the same climate. Maybe not as is. Uh, well, well, what about Reading? <laughs> yeah. You haven't been to the beaches in Reading yet? I heard they're beautiful. <laughs> they're right um, next to the pagoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that part of it's tough. But, um, I mean, I, I've had family members come out. Like, last year I had them come out at pretty much every point of the season. So, I mean, it's 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 tough. But as long as I get to see them at least once during the season, it's, it's fine. So, growing up, I would watch the College World Series on TV all the time. And, and Cal State Fullerton was, I mean, they're powerhouse. What was it like to play for them and to play in the College World Series? Well, 2004, I was actually watching watching them uh, win the World Series, and that kind of made me into a Titan fan from then on. And so once, uh, once I started getting recruited by colleges, I mean, that was like, that was the college that I was, I was hoping to get an offer from, and I end, ended up getting an offer from. And, I mean, that was just a no-brainer for me to go there and to be able to kind of rise up through that program and um, kind of get to the get to where I was and be able to pitch on the weekends, let alone on Friday night. It was it was an amazing experience. Now you, you got to last year, the second half of the year, you got to work you got to work with Steve Schrank, who's been part of the Phillies organization for a long time, along with Greg Leg. What was it like to have them as as people to be coaching you? They're awesome. I mean, Legger, Legger's definitely a, an old school guy uh, in the way he coaches and his personality and everything, but he, he was a good coach. Um, I enjoyed playing with him uh, or for him. Uh, and then Shrinky, Shrinky, he's probably one of my favorite pitching coaches I've ever had, it, even in the short time that I had him. It's like last year in general, like I had Fultzy and Shrinky, and those are two of the best pitching coaches I think I could have asked for. Well, so he when he gets to Lehigh Valley, uh, we'll let him know that 
He, he's one of your favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely have a good time with that. So what's it been like the adjustment for you each year as you move up through the system? Is it something that you felt like you were prepared for coming out of college or is it has it been just a complete growing experience every day every year here um some of it i feel like i was prepared for coming out of college but a lot of it is still like learning on the fly because what's been the most difficult part um for me honestly pitch uh, sequencing just because uh in college i had like i had all my pitches called for me like i i didn't really have to put in a whole lot of thought on what i i would throw and so that's been my biggest like learning point i guess and uh on top of that, just kind of like knowing what hitters uh, like what and using uh, scouting reports to like to my favor and everything. It's kind of it's different. Like college didn't really have that. Uh, and so it, it's it's really using a lot of the resources and also knowing how you want to pitch that day, what your plan is and everything. Uh, without it already like being made up for you so when you got up to we saw you right after you got up to Reading and had a tough first game um, but you rebounded really quick after that and really got your legs under you and had a great second half of the season what what did they tell you after that first game and, and what did you change or what did you do to just kind of put that out of your mind and, and go forward well actually like I think the first five games I had up there were pretty rough see we were trying to be generous with you yeah, about it. We were like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. I, I kind of sucked from my first for, uh, few games up there. But, but after uh, that, you, the, you, you figured something out. Yeah, so it, it ended up being more of a mechanical thing than anything. Um, and I just, I kind of, well, me and Shrink and uh, and Chavi, the, the head coordinator, or for the head pitching coordinator here, uh, we all talked about it and we, we kind of decided to overhaul my lower half a little bit and uh, it ended up being the difference maker because my stuff got better, I was throwing a little bit harder, um, my command was better. So it was just a, a tiny little thing like that that ended up making that big of a difference. And I, as I went on, I got more confidence and I think after like the first five starts, I think I had like an eight ERA, and then from then on, I had like a one and a half or something like that. You, you make it seem so easy that you just you change a little thing, but I know, I mean, you do so many repetitions throughout your lifetime of doing something some way. Is it hard to even make the smallest tweaks and for them to stay with you, not just on the practice field, but then when you get into game, as opposed to falling back into the same routine? It was definitely hard to, to move on. And I mean, if, if you've seen, if you saw me pitch last year, earlier on, you know, I have the Bronson Royal leg kick and everything. It was tough to get rid of that. Like that, that was my baby. That was what people knew me for. <laughs> um, How'd you develop that to start? It, it was, it was more of just like trying to get more momentum down the slope. And I, I had it since my sophomore year of college and it, it was, it was cool. It was like kind of, it was fun. Everybody liked it and it worked for me up until last year and it, it kind of got to the point where it was like it was like it was like taking it out to the backyard out in the woods and <laughs> it was kinda, time it was time yeah um 
But yeah, I mean, moving on from that and kind of going more like natural fluid mechanics, it wasn't that hard of a transition just because like it was more natural body movement. Obviously, kicking your legs straight up and everything isn't super natural for someone to do. So, um, so yeah, just kind of getting in a more athletic position to throw and everything, using using more of my body to throw other than my arm. Yep. In spring training, you're around a lot more guys than you are when once you get to wherever they designate you to go at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I've seen you around the complex the last few days, having a lot of fun with a lot of different guys, goofing around with Kyle Young a few minutes ago. What's it like when you guys all split up? Um, and, and go to different places you still keep in touch as much yeah I mean I, I follow all the teams on social media so I'm, I'm always getting updates on uh, on my buddies who are playing and if if I see someone had a good game I'll give them a text I'll let them know like hey I, I saw that you you pitched really well tonight or had a good game at the plate just letting you know I'm I'm watching you so we've talked a lot about the physical aspects of pitching but baseball is a game that's mental as much as anything. Um, at Cal State Fullerton, you did a lot with sports psychology. And uh, can you talk about the impact that that's had on your development as both a person and a player? Um, yeah, like you said, it like Fullerton is all mental. I mean, I think that's why I got away with uh, the me- my mechanics being the way they were. It was because my, my mentality and, I mean, everybody comes out of there. Their mentality is like it's good they, like they they know what they're doing they know how to slow the game down they know how to how to process things the right way um and it makes you mentally tougher i mean any of these guys that came out of the program you talk to eastman you talk to eshelman uh quinn they they've all been through it they all know what it takes to have success there and then you kind of translate it over here and it it works out pretty well we've talked to some of the coaches we talked to josh bonifay about it and we talked to some other people over the course of the weekend about how college baseball has become more competitive and more guys are coming out of college baseball than ever before and making it to the major leagues Mm -hmm. what is it about going to college before you went to the minor leagues uh, that you think benefited you most well, it kind of just gives you a little bit of saltiness, I guess. I mean, you, you got, like, you'll, you'll see guys, uh, they'll come out of high school, and, I mean, there, there's really good high school guys. I'm not trying to, like, like. Don't worry, we don't yeah. think you're talking down, don't Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you kind you can kind of tell they're from high school. Like they, they, they have like a little bit of pep in their step. Like yeah, you know what I'm talking about over there. <laughs> Kyle Young's over there smiling. Yeah. He has some pep in his step apparently. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like college guys. They've kind of been like through the grinder a little bit, and so they they've been through the uh, the grinder. A little, more, grinder little more jaded. And so, and so they've they've a uh, l- little bit more uh, grittiness, I guess. What yeah. else? What's that face for, huh? Kyle Young believes You got he, something to say? You can, you can use Kyle, would you like to finish the interview with him? Kyle Young believes... You got anything to ask him? Kyle Young believes that he was perfectly gritty. Here, Kyle, come on over. We'll have you... You can ask a question. Yeah. Here, here Kyle, why don't you ask Connor a question? Well, why don't we start this way? Do you want to ask him a question? 
It's a good way to okay, think. Yeah. Then we'll see if you so, still guys want to spend time this afternoon. So now we got Connor, Connor Siebold and Kyle Young here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if you guys are still friends after he <laughs> asked your question. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. This is this is just going to be for your post-pitching career. Awesome. Yeah, here you go. Awesome. Okay, you started. Okay, so how many days a week did you practice in high school during the fall, and how long were those practices? <laughs> okay. Uh, during the fall. See, New York, sometimes there's snow on the ground, so we were inside. Yeah, I can't relate. <laughs> no, you can't. So, I'd say three or four. Three or four? That's cute. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> it is, right? Try six hours with the game thrown in there. All right, Kyle, your turn. In your opinion, why are college guys so angry at us high school guys? Oh. <laughs> you just haven't been through it, man. <laughs> We're both going through it you have, at the same time. You haven't gone through what I've gone through. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, well, <laughs> all right, well, Connor, thanks for joining us. Of course. Really thank appreciate you yeah, spending thank, time with us. Thank we'll, you, guys. Uh, you too. We'll, we'll let the college high yep. school debate continue between you guys, and we just really appreciate the time. Disclaimer, I have no problem against high school guys. We I don't just think like you do. crap every yeah. once in a while. We don't think you do. <laughs> but, but we do wish you both the best of luck this season, and we look forward to following you along the way and catching up with you again as the year goes on. Thanks so much for the time. Yeah, thank, thank you guys take care Jeff we had a really good time talking to Connor Siebold and, and you can see the maturity that he has now as a player and Kyle Young the two of them together it's a good comedy routine by they, the way they are a blast they're rather entertaining and, and Connor Siebold has been in Reading this year how's he doing he's been okay um, he's struggled a little bit um, but I think he'll be he'll be a solid addition to the staff and I think as the season goes on he'll be possibly be the leader of that staff he's a guy that strikes me as mentally can handle the ups and downs of baseball yes he clearly has a maturity beyond his years all right so the bats needed a morning wake-up call they had an early game yesterday in Reading. Uh, were you awake for it Jeff awake for it it wasn't like the game was at six in the morning just checking <laughs> just just making sure Derek Hall was certainly awake he was awake tell yeah. me what happened he he had a blast a home run he went two for three three RBIs and he has slowly but surely moved his batting average up to 257 he's got an impressive OPS of 829 four home runs and 15 RBIs eyes and he just continues to impress him. Tell me about Luke Lefwich. You're watching him. Luke was a guy who pitched in the Arizona Fall League and has continued to pitch well this season. He just got his fifth save yesterday on two innings pitch. Zero hits, zero runs, three strikeouts. Here's what's impressive. In nine games in relief, he has a 0, 0.00 ERA, right, as Mr. they would Blue say Tarski. in Animal House. And his whip is a paltry 0. .41. How are Adam Hazley and Mickey Moniak doing right now? Well, if, if you're the Mendoza line, they're below you. Um, but Hazley's uh, hitting better of late. It's it's starting to come along. He's 188 and 626 OPS. Excuse me. And <laughs> and uh, Moniak has slid a bit. He's He started off well. Uh, he's now batting 195 it, with a 611 OPS. Is this the pitchers are making adjustments to him and he's got now got to make his adjustments back? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the key to each level is that each level, you, they, the teams have scouting reports on you. You start to do well and then people adjust. And, and then it's it's your job to adjust to the adjustments. And Mauricio Oliveira on the mound tonight? 
It seems like every Thursday he's on the mound. He's he's the man starting out. Yeah. Where, where does MLB Pipeline rank him? Fifteenth. Fifteenth in, in the system? Yeah. All right. Something to watch. Any other thoughts this week before we... I wish I could be out there today. Head out. Well, we'll be out there next week. Don't yep. worry. We'll mm-hmm. get out there soon. Jeff, you'll have to get your fix for now. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week and your lead into the Reading Fight and Fills. Have a great week, and we'll be back with you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.